0: good afternoon ladies and gentlemen you have tuned into the rebel news live stream on this a thursday march 3rd 2022 i'm david menzies and my co-host well let me tell you about my co-host you know she's sugar and spice and everything nice but she's really heavy on the spicy side let me tell you she is the she devil with a sword she is the khaleesi of northern alberta she is sheila Gunn reed how you doing there sheila
1: David, it never gets old. It never gets old.
0: <laughs> I'm running out of material, you know.
1: <laughs> I don't think you could. I don't think you could. Uh, I'm doing great. You're looking great. I Thank think you. that you have a very uh, red, white, and blue theme going on with your shirt and tie combination, which is great because one of the things you wanted to talk about was uh, Joe Biden stumbling and bumbling his way through the State of the Union. Um, oh. And... Nancy Pelosi sort of doing the whole doctor Evil thing with her hands in the background. what was that all about?
0: she looked like a little girl before Christmas Day uh, just she you know like an, t-
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know I- I'll tell you Sheila um it's kind of old news now in a sense but that State of the Union address being um about one hour long, in which he said nothing new, offered no solutions to anything. As the saying goes, it would have been twice as good if it was half as long. I was predicting ahead of the State of the Union address that this would be the shortest State of the Union address in the history of the United States of America, which is to say Joe Biden would come up to the microphone and go, my fellow Americans, here's the State of the Union. It's awful. Good night. (laughs) <laughs> that's it that's what i was expecting but he went on with the same old same old and then massacring um the english language including um the you know, comparing, sorry, not comparing, but saying that it was the Iranians in Ukraine that were the victims of the Russian war. And I can almost see Camilla Harris, since she has her mask off for a change, um, mouthing the correct (laughs) answers, right? Hopefully, kind of like somebody in a movie cinema, Sheila leaning over and, and whispering in your ear, no, 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 it's not Iranians. It's ukrainians joe
1: <laughs> i don't know of kamala kamala i don't care um i i don't know if she is upset because joe biden's bumbling his way through the presidency or if she thinks he's gonna make it halfway through and it's my turn i can't tell what's going on with that woman uh, <clears throat> excuse me but i should tell everybody what we're doing here before yes. uh, we get too far into the show and my voice gives out hang on here
0: And we'll throw to a a funny little 45-second clip somebody made of the Biden gaffes. And by the way, folks, that didn't cover all of the gaffes. There were some major ones overlooked. There were so many. But uh, we have only so much time. In any event, Sheila, now that you've uh, cleared your throat and had a sip, uh, what is it that we're doing here?
1: I'm struggling my (laughs) way through one of those things that people don't get anymore, and that's like a a cold and a sore throat again um, but it's not the cron again it's not the cron everybody's settled down <clears throat>
0: nevertheless so, could, could you kindly mask up just in case uh the virus can be transmitted via computers and the internet oh,
1: the viruses <laughs> on the computers anyways we should tell everybody what we're doing it's a rebel news daily live stream used to just be hosted on friday by ezra and Only on YouTube. But Ezra got busy and YouTube got censorious, so things changed. We have a rotating stable of hosts throughout the week. David and I host Tuesdays and Thursdays. I host also on Monday with Adam Sos, And then we have other people who shuffle in during the week. And while we are on YouTube, I don't know how long long that's going to last in general, but also today. (coughs) And um, so... There are things that we can't say on YouTube. For example, we can't question the advice of a public health officer because they're the <laughs> new the new popes. You just can't, can't say mean things about them. You can't say, well, you said that yesterday, but you're saying this today. What changed? What science changed? You can't even question that on YouTube. They'll cancel you. So there will come a time where we will cut our YouTube feed. So we don't want to... Stop broadcasting on YouTube altogether. We have, you know, over 1.5 million YouTube subscribers over there. We don't want to abandon you. Even you hate watchers. But we will encourage you to join us on one of the other platforms like Rumble, Odyssey, and SuperU. So those are great free speech platforms where you can also support the work that we do completely willingly. So Odyssey allows you to send something called a hyper chat and if you send us a paid hyperchat, we'll read that on air. Rumble allows you to send us a Rumble rant. Again, if you send us one of those, we'll read it on air. And Super U allows you to send us a Super U shout. And again, we'll read that on air. Um, we're also streaming on Getter at the same time which is wonderful. We're wrapping up sort of our third week on getter. So that's great. I think that's going very successfully. Um, Mrs. Producer, Ms. Producer, lady producer. Have I missed a platform? <laughs>
0: I, I I guess we have to ask uh, Okay, I'm good.
1: I nailed it. I'm not thinking clearly. I'm <laughs> okay. a little bit on the cold meds today. Anyway, so that's that. So anyways, the moral of the story is if you want to support the work we do completely willingly, head on over to Rumble Odyssey or Super U. Leave us a paid chat. We'll read it on air. And if you are on YouTube, we probably are going to have to say goodbye to you at some point during the stream today, but not so much Goodbye, as and see you in a minute over on one of the other platforms. And that's that.
0: Indeed. And you know, for those of you who did miss the State of the Union address, I would never ask you to watch one hour of Joe Biden. That is grand larceny of your time. It can be condensed into 45 seconds of highlights or is it low light, Sheila? I'm not sure. And um, why don't we run that clip of uh, Joe Biden trying to I don't know what he's trying to do. You tell me, folks. Check it out. Time to see the
2: the what used to be called the Rust Belt become this, the, the the home of a, of a significant resurgence of manufacturing. Putin may circle Kiev with tanks, but he'll never gain the hearts and souls of the Iranian people. <laughs> he'll never he'll never extinguish the Preventing Russia's central bank from defending the Russell Ruble. Ruble pound of Ukrainian people, proud, proud people, pound for pound. There's simply nothing beyond our our capacity, increasing the productive capacity of our economy, of our economy. I call it building a better America. (laughs) We won't stop because you can't build a wall high enough to keep out a, 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 a vaccine. The vaccine can stop the spread of these diseases. As one people, one America, the United States of America. God bless you all, and may God protect our troops. Thank you. Go get him.
1: Go get who (laughs) Uh,
0: you know Sheila. Go get who, Joe. Go get who
1: what are you doing?
0: Sheila he he has such a colossal screw up. That was the first thing that came into my ma- mind. Go get whom or go get what? But I think he screwed up. I think he was trying to channel Larry the Cable Guy, get her done. So he even, you know, screwed up that the the other thing when he said what used to be called the Rust Belt. No, 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 Joe. You meant what used to be called the steel belt. You see, the steel belt devolved Maybe. into the Rust Belt thanks to all the steel manufacturing. Thanks to Democrats. <laughs> yeah,
1: thanks that, to yeah. Democrats.
0: <laughs> so, it was never, it used to be called the Rust Belt. It became the Rust Belt. It used to be called the Steel Belt. Of course, <laughs> the Iranian people of Ukraine, um, of which A there might be two Ukrainian dozen people. Are there any impossible. Persians? <laughs> By the way, are there any Persians in Ukraine, uh, Sheila? And, um, you can't build a wall enough, uh, a wall high enough to keep the uh, coronavirus out. But I would say you can build a wall high enough to keep illegal aliens out. And of course, the southern border of the U.S. continues to be a disaster. No state of the union on that front either, uh, Sheila. It is so funny. And, my, you know, there's black humor, slapstick humor. My favorite humor is unintentional humor, and that's Joe Biden. But the sobering second thought here is this is the president of the United States. He's not a comedian. He's not an entertainer, although he's coming across as one. It's kind of terrifying, and I'm wondering, anyone that voted Democrat in 2020, are you having buyer's remorse about, oh, you know how Mr. Orange Man was sending out all those mean tweets?
1: You know, I was watching the ladies in the background, Pelosi (laughs) and Harris. First of all, nobody looks good in a brown suit. Nobody. (laughs) Nobody.
0: Well, Ronald Reagan did in the 80s, but it doesn't transfer over to females, I guess.
1: No, nobody looks in a brown suit. (laughs) And then Pelosi has responded to public criticism, which is something rare for a Democrat politician, because she's fixed her eyebrows somehow. Somebody fixed her eyebrows. Remember when they were like two ends up here on the top of her forehead a couple weeks ago, <laughs> she was in a constant state of being startled, but now they've sort of come back down to like a normal spot. So I don't know how they fixed that, but it was like one, maybe one too many facelifts where they were just like grabbing her head and pulling it up. Um, so they fixed that. But <laughs> I noticed, I noticed that, um, that when they're looking at him, they're sort of like, sort of like, you know, like when your kid's on stage and you're like, from
2: burn they're
1: going to nail the their Christmas concert or whatever. <laughs> and you're like so excited they're going to get the line right. They get to a point in this where they're like this. Like they're in the edge of their chair waiting for a seat right there. But <laughs> here goes Gollum. What
0: is she doing? (laughs) She she jumped the shark there for the standing ovation. I think she was the only one standing, which is really embarrassing. (laughs) And and by the way, Sheila, I'm wearing a brown suit today myself, I just noticed. So how dare you make a mockery out of uh, brown suits? But, you know, you are right. Um, Pelosi, I would say that the cost of the plastic surgery that's gone into that woman probably (laughs) – rivals the u.s defense spending budget because there's a lot of work going on there but uh well who am i to uh be a, a fashion or a critic or a, a critic of someone's personal appearance but like i said it comes down and, and you know what those three i mean if anything happens to biden the succession is of course the vice president becomes the president so you have president harris and if anything god forbid should happen to her It's Pelosi uh, in the White House. How terrifying is that, Sheila?
1: Oh, my goodness. I got to send this. (laughs) I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to Google image search Nancy Pelosi's eyebrows. I spent a whole day doing that. And I know it sounds petty. People who are tuning in, you're going to send me letters saying, criticize their policies. And I do. That's why the Rust Belt is the Rust Belt and no longer the steel belt. That's... Pelosi's party that's Joe Biden he's been around long enough to have done that Mm -hmm. to an entire part of the country but um her eyebrows are just one day (laughs) look at (laughs) one day I spent I don't know three good hours and I don't know why I did it because I don't have a lot of time to waste in my life and I don't consider it wasted time I'll be honest I went back on google image search to see where Pelosi's eyebrows began at the beginning of her career and where they're finishing now. And it's it's a lot. It charts, the, I guess, the national debt maybe a little bit.
0: Well, you, you know Sheila. Back in the eighties, there was a song, uh, "Betty Davis Eyes." Uh, maybe there's a song in the making there. Uh, Nancy Pelosi's eyebrows.
1: <laughs> it's want? a lot. Look, and I'm not. I'm not one to do anything gracefully, and aging is included in that. But that is next level. Um, I don't know. Somebody, tell your grandma, change the plastic surgeon's number in your grandma's phone, Pelosi grandchildren. Well, it's sh- not. It's not right. No. And uh, Sheila, speaking of fashion crimes, uh, well, we
0: have something on the uh, Miss Freeland's scarf drama, I believe. Um, There was quite a a presser about that. You know, this is about, of course, uh, her holding up a scarf or being part of a photo where a scarf was depicting uh, the name of a neo-Nazi organization in Ukraine. And, you know, again, I can't help but think, Sheila, how if... You give her the benefit of the doubt. She didn't know what that scarf was. She didn't understand the language on the scarf because it wasn't in English. I understand. Um, okay, you know, it, I'll, I'll cut her some slack. But I'm not. That, but had that <laughs> been a conservative, Sheila, you we it would still be on the front page today, don't you think?
1: Sure, and we're seeing a lot of Telford op eds, as they say, happening here. But first. And you can tell in real time when the phone calls came in. So let's go to Yankee's tweet that was in the uh, message uh, on Slack where we were prepping for the show today, where Yankee wonders what iPolitics is actually up to over there. So the iPolitics first runs a story, and here's the tweet. Maybe we can bring it up if you can find that, Olivia. Okay, so here's the first one. After, maybe zoom it out so we can see. Or not, I don't know. Okay. Anyways, it says, <clears throat> after urging politicians to denounce hate symbols seen in Ottawa during the truckers' freedom convoy, Chrystia Freeland was photographed holding up a banner associated with far-right Ukrainian nationalists who have links to neo-Nazis. And we went over this on Tuesday. She's holding up a a thing. <laughs> And she's getting photographed with it. And then she she tweeted that and then she deleted it. And she was our foreign affairs minister who runs around accusing everybody who she doesn't like about having ties to neo-Nazis and yep. being fascist and being far right. Yep. Um, and she fancies herself to be, you know, this daughter of Ukraine. You think she might know a little something about this stuff, given Uh, her allegations, her history, and her job, but she didn't. So let's move ahead. So that was the tweet that she tweeted and deleted, and we're all just supposed to be like, never happened, it's fine. Then iPolitics issues a correction, and you can see, this is, they must have got a phone call from Telford, um, because iPolitics issues a correction. Deputy Prime Minister Christy Freeland was photographed holding up a scarf in colors associated with far right Ukrainian nationalists. The previous one said photographed holding up a banner associated with far right Ukrainian nationalists who have links to neo-Nazis. So look how this has changed. So it's no longer a banner. It's a scarf. Who cares? It's all the same. And in colors associated with far right Ukrainian nationalists, instead of, a banner associated with far-right nationalists who have colors or who have links to neo-nazis. Now it's just the fact that it could have been anything on that scarf, but it was just red and black. And oopsie doodle, red and black means you're a neo-nazi. You know, like, give me a break. We know what it said. The slogan is associated with Ukrainian neo-nazis. I'm sorry, but that's just what it is. And so obviously some, you can see that this is the pressure that the Liberals are putting on the bailout media. You can see it in real time in their writing and how they're changing this. And there's not, there was nothing wrong with the first part except for the fact that it was a scarf and not a banner. Like, who cares?
0: And I'm going to take a wild guess, Sheila, and assume that iPolitics uh, get some taxpayer payola uh, in terms yeah. of keeping that um, uh, website alive and well. So I'm wondering what was going on behind the scenes, who made the call to iPolitics, who made them say we need a correction or a clarification, and who basically um, read them the riot act. Uh, You know who your sugar daddy is, don't you, iPolitics? So if you know what's good for you, I wonder if they had to go that far. What do you think?
1: Let's get into this story a little more because there's yet another layer. (laughs) All right. (laughs) So let's go into that National Post article written by Tristan Hopper. The uh, raccoon murderer. But that's a whole other story. <laughs> what?
3: What does it's, that
1: mean? <laughs> he killed a raccoon with his by stepping on it and he tweeted about it. And oh. look, I'm, I'm I'd kill a raccoon, too. Um, I declare animals pre-murderers all the time, like coyotes. Sure. They're pests. You clean them up. But like when you live in Toronto, oh, it's yeah. a little bit different than me shooting a coyote in the backyard before he cleans up the neighbor's chickens that's a little bit different than he just saw a raccoon and then stomped on him
0: killing i don't a, know killing a raccoon in toronto that's enough to get you canceled even though the raccoon population is in no danger in toronto uh, and by the way the raccoons in toronto it's a subspecies of the raccoon family sure yeah Sheila. they're bigger they're fatter they give uh smarter birthday. Yeah. Smarter. They give birth to larger litters and more of the uh, um, the the raccoon babies uh, survive. Uh, When you compare a city of Toronto raccoon to a country raccoon, uh, it's night and day. Uh, I've never
1: even seen a raccoon in real life. (laughs) Never.
0: You know what? You're right. I always see them knocking over garbage cans.
1: I've never seen one. We don't have them here. It's too cold. It's one of the upsides of being too cold.
0: And Sheila, can I just quickly weigh in with what is the scam of the century? And if I didn't go into journalism, what I would have gone into is wildlife control service in the city of Toronto. Because here's how the law works. I I once did a story on this, Sheila. When you as a homeowner uh, have a raccoon problem and you call... XYZ raccoon removal when the raccoon version of Ghostbusters comes over and takes care of the raccoon. By law, they can only see. I always thought when you capture a raccoon in the city, you drive out to the country and let him go. No, 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 no. By law, you can only uh, transport the animal point nine of a kilometer and, and I mean you can tell a bureaucrat wrote so these around rules, the block right? exactly like why not just one kilometer an even number no so 900 meters so basically they find their way back because they're not stupid they're very smart animals and, uh, you know, eventually the homeowner has to call the Raccoon Retrieval Service again. What a license to make money. So if anyone's unemployed right now and you've got a van and you've got some cages, it's a very low investment. You will be very well compensated in the raccoon removal scam that exists in the city of Toronto.
1: David, I could talk all day about the problem with city people dealing with uh, pest extermination. Like, don't even get me started on how the city of Edmonton deals with coyotes. They they are training them to like people (laughs) and be around people. They're walking around shaking cans of pennies at coyotes. And I'm like, you're just teaching them not to be scared of you. Because you come by making noise and then they see you 20 times making noise and they're like, oh, that guy's just making noise. They were throwing balls at them at one point. I'm like, they're oh. dogs. They're dogs. Are you try- they're going to learn how to fetch. Stop it. Like They're going to be in your backyard right away. Don't do that. But that, anyways, let's that's get back unbelievable. to Chris. Th- th- like,
0: didn't we learn the folly from the movie Conquest of the Planet of the Apes back in the 70s? Don't try to domesticate wild animals. Anyways, yeah. keep going.
1: <laughs> they're not even trying to domesticate them. They think they're trying to scare them, but I'm like, you're just making them extra use to people. Yes. You want them to be scared of people so they stay away. Sometimes sending a few <laughs> home to Jesus is the best way to do that. But this is, I'm, I don't work for the city of Edmonton. Anyways, let's get back to Freeland because yes. this is that was a hell of a tangent. Um, so anyways, this article from Raccoon Stopper, <laughs> Kristen Raccoon Hopper. Stopper um he writes did christian freeland posed with extremist symbols or is it russian disinformation why is that a question christian freeland posed with extremist symbols and who's the editor of this by the way um so anyways the next line says a classic kgb disinformation smear is accusing ukrainians and ukrainian canadians of being far-right extremists or fascists or nazis Freeland's press secretary said, excuse moi <laughs> isn't that what isn't that what the liberals do yes. to everybody? So you're telling me that Justin Trudeau invoked standard KGB smear tactics on truckers, um, farmers. gun rights advocates, random conservative grandparents, anybody who doesn't vote for all of his dumb, expensive ideas. He goes around accusing them of being far right extremists. Actually, I think we have a clip of Justin Trudeau doing his best KGB disinformation strategy here um, when referring to the trucker convoy. I should have called for it sooner. (laughs) because <laughs> I just put Olivia on the spot.
0: But you know what? While Olivia is looking for that, let's go back a second to that bizarre headline that you pointed out, uh, Sheila, with the words Russian disinformation. The only way in the world that photo would qualify as Russian disinformation is that if somebody in Russia had photoshopped the photograph and inserted the scarf there or changed a, a different scarf to read what it currently reads. Because otherwise, we're, how, how is this Russian disinformation?
1: Well, and let's think about this for a second. Justin Trudeau, when we ever find that clip, he goes and calls the convoy far-right, homophobic, blah 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 like the whole host of the things that the liberals, who are guilty of these things, accuse yep. other people of doing. It's amazing. amazing. Um, they trot that out every single time somebody they don't like says something they don't like, um, including Freeland herself. And yet in this article, her press secretary completely gets away with saying it. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's the clip. Let's show Justin Trudeau doing the KGB thing here. Audio up.
2: From burn pits.
1: we've oh, got Biden's audio in the background, please.
0: Well, really is there a difference in terms of yeah. who's in uh, parliament and who's in the White House these days? Uh two two sides of the same coin, I would argue, especially when it comes to energy policies.
1: I don't know how this article got published without <laughs> pointing out all the other times Justin Trudeau accused normal people of this and didn't, and nobody said, well, sounds like the liberals are being hypocritical about this kind of thing. Um Because this is literally what they do to everybody, including the convoy. And there's another layer of crazy here, because the convoy is led by Westerners. And as I pointed out in my video that I did sort of on the topic of uh, Keystone XL and how Westerners support building Keystone XL and how um, the liberals had accused the convoy of being, or sorry, I was going to say a CBC commenter, but... I think I'm repeating myself because they're all liberals over there, said that the convoy was uh, somehow Russian backed. Uh, a convoy from the West is full of people from of Ukrainian descent. Um, I don't know how I dodged that bullet, quite frankly. My dad spoke Ukrainian. My kids can take Ukrainian immersion at school. Yeah. I And anybody like born north of Red Deer is likely somewhere there's a Ukrainian in the family, right? It's That's just how it is. So when the liberals and the CBC, but I repeat myself, accuse the convoy of being somehow Russian-backed, that just shows how insane and out of touch they are, but also how desperate they are. Um, and now all of a sudden, it's the KGB somehow put a, a, a scarf in Freeland's hand. It's just so desperate and crazy. Anyways, I think we finally got it maybe not
2: we're struggling (laughs) to anyone who joined the convoy but is rightly uncomfortable with the symbols of hatred and division on display join with your fellow Canadians be courageous and speak out do not stand for or with intolerance and hate
0: yeah, and Sheila, what is intolerance and hate? Forget about a flag depicting a swastika. I can tell you as someone who spent about um, half the duration of the Freedom Convoy in Ottawa, that right now, if you drive a big rig in the city of Ottawa, or even a Du pickup truck, and you have a hockey stick displaying the maple leaf, the Canadian flag, our national flag, Sheila, you will be profiled and targeted and pulled over by the Ottawa police, 100%. If you are going to Ottawa, folks, and you want to avoid any unnecessary um, hassle with law enforcement there, do not display the Canadian flag on a truck, especially one that is attached to a hockey stick. And I mean, you know, Sheila, how despicable, I mean, how Canadian is that? A hockey stick being the flagpole for the red and white maple leaf, and yet that's considered the calling card of a hater, a racist, you name it. Um, I, I, I thought I'd never see the day, and this is right on the streets of our national capital.
1: The small, fringe minority of people who are on their way to Ottawa are holding unacceptable views that they're expressing. Do not represent the views of Canadians who have been there for each other, who know that following the science, which seems to change day by day, by the way, um, (laughs) are stepping up to protect... I know, I'm I'm there. (laughs) Stepping up to protect each other is the best way to continue to ensure our freedoms, rights, and values as a country, Trudeau told reporters. Um, Anyways the movement they've also claimed the movement is made up of white nationalists far right domestic terrorists um and uh that sounds a lot like what freeland's press secretary says is kgb tactics isn't it
0: you know when i was covering the dying hours of the demonstrators Uh, near Parliament Hill because it had already been fenced off there were four or five individuals in front of me Uh, they were wearing turbans I believe that makes them of the Sikh faith and uh, one of them was so kind to give me hand warmers to put into my gloves Um, that really kind of hurts this whole white
1: supremacist argument when you say Sheila well, this whole thing about, oh, it's the Russians out to get Christia Freeland instead of <laughs> Christia Freeland out to get Christia Freeland. Um, the Ottawa Citizen, to their credit, pains me to say, but they actually did a good job on this. A little, uh, how many years ago was it? 2017. Uh, you know what? I'm going to pop this over to you, Olivia, but I'll go through it while you wait or while you bring it up. Christia Freeland... Her granddad was indeed a Nazi collaborator. I think this is common knowledge. Uh, he wrote for a uh, Ukrainian publication that basically collaborated with the Nazis, whitewashed what they did, um, and published propaganda. Michael Chomiak was her grandfather's name, and some of his, uh, oh, some of the things that he had done and he had written, they're in the Alberta Provincial Archives. So, sh- but despite the fact that we have archival records in a government facility, yeah. uh, she claimed that accusations that her grandfather was a Nazi collaborator, she claimed that those were coming from the Russians. Well, then, I guess the provincial archives of Alberta are also. Uh, collaborating with the Russians now that she's trotted out this excuse. Anytime something embarrassing comes up that she's done, it's always the KGB are out to get me. She's got these, um, I don't know, delusions of grandeur that she is somehow important enough for the KGB to target. I don't think she is because she's pretty good at screwing up her own public persona through her own bad actions. But this is not the first time that her her people have said, oh, no, no way, that's the KGB. Uh, the KGB strikes again on old Christian Freeland. You
0: know, it's amazing. And I, I again go back to the Post article talking about Russian dif- di- Russian disinformation. If it wasn't a Photoshop uh, allegation they're hinting at, are they saying, Sheila, that there were people at that rally that are pro-Putin and they brought the scarf out to frame, essentially, uh, Miss Freeland. Is that what they're getting at? Because I still don't understand what they're talking about with Russian disinformation.
1: Well, even if it were, why did she hold it and walk with it? Like, Mm -hmm. if someone said, like, here, Sheila, hold this white supremacist thing, I would be like, gross, get that away from me. But she's like, yep, take my picture. (laughs) so even if the russians tried to get her and i i you know what i i don't i'm not i'm i don't discount that there are russian operatives in canada i don't discount there there are russian operatives around the world like i don't discount there are iranian operatives in canada and around the world same thing china same thing huawei is dedicated to spying so i don't discount that that's there i've actually seen the huawei spies with my own eyes um So I don't discount that other countries are in hours doing disinformation campaigns. I don't discount that. But disinformation only gets so far. You enable it when you are like, oh, you want me to hold this? Sure thing. And like put your smiling mug up against it. (laughs) Normal people would be like, nope, no thanks. Uh, Nope. But for her, she's fine. Tell them phone, telegraph, tell Christian Freeland to hold up this sign and smile. And she did.
0: Isn't the moral of the story, Sheila, that if you are a public figure or a politician and someone asks you to pose with a placard or a scarf, a flag, what have you, and it's in a foreign language, before the cameras start rolling, shouldn't you say, excuse me, but can you tell me, what this translates into in English and what this organization is about. So you don't do uh, a Christian Freeland. It's funny, Sheila. um, Remember years ago, I think it was 2016... It was the 100th anniversary of the women's suffrage movement in Canada. And we used to do a segment called uh, uh, Generation Trudeau on campus. And we went out onto the campus of Ryerson University.
1: I miss as- those. I hope you start doing those again.
0: Yeah, we should. Once, once things open up, we should, because they're gold. And basically, when it, we went up to predominantly um, female students on the University uh, of, of Ryerson and asked them to sign a petition denouncing female suffrage. And oh my goodness, like ants to an open jam jar. Uh, they, were, they don't
1: know what the word suffrage
0: means. <laughs> oh yeah, they're going. Oh, absolutely. In 2016, the idea that there's still domestic abuse against women is you know it's in, this is on a university campus, Ryerson or University X as they call it now since uh, uh, Egerton Ryerson statue was uh, torn wow. down and demolished. Unbelievable. So oh my goodness, that that's uh, that's great, Johnny on the spot uh, journalism. Or, wow. uh, Old Mike flashes. Look at those signatures. (laughs) Can you believe it? To stamp out women's suffrage. suffrage. I am against the right for women to vote.
1: (laughs) You know what, though? Every time that Justin Trudeau gets reelected, I'm like, you know what? I'm willing to hear arguments against women's suffrage, especially in the Toronto area.
0: You know what? You might have a, a new campaign on the front boy for us,
1: Sheila. Western women against Eastern women voting.
0: <laughs> and you know what? We can uh, export that south because one of the demographic shifts in the 2020 U.S. election was the fact that white, college-educated, suburban females We're voting Democrat. They didn't like the nasty tweets of Donald Trump. And I guess there was more of those than blue collar, traditional Democratic um, men uh, switching their vote from Democrat to Republican. So, yeah, uh, maybe there's uh, something to, to be said about limitations on certain genders in certain territories
1: (laughs) you know what that's that's a good segue into uh something fun from the united states okay um and i think we should talk about it and then we'll get to pastor art's brother i don't want to not talk about that that's important um but uh let's show this uh clip from a ron desantis press conference yesterday big ron continues to run the freedom utopia of florida in the best way possible, he's he's just he's wonderful. He's just i just I can't get enough of him and his cute little family and how he's such a straight shooter. And so what should have been like a fun thing yesterday caused liberals to lose their mind, and they somehow tracked down this kid's mom who was not going to pass up oh. on her fifteen minutes of fame, but didn't realize how hypocritical she was being. So let's run Big Ron first.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it's not doing anything, and we got to stop with this focus theater. So, if you want to wear it, fine, but this is a, this is ridiculous.
0: All right, well, it's good to be at USF.
1: Perfect, right? If you want to wear it, you have to wear this. You gotta stop with this. Well, Perfect. wouldn't it
0: be so beautiful, Sheila, to see Jason Kenney or Doug Ford do that in public? But their puppet masters won't allow that kind of uh, hard reality to be uttered. Will they?
1: Yeah. So he does uh, big Ron does something great. He says to some kids, we got to stop with this COVID theater as in young people be free again. Show your little smiling faces, show the uh, dental work that your parents have spent so much money on smile. Get out there. Right. And the kids do. And he says, if you want to wear it fine, but whatever, this is ridiculous. The mainstream media did some serious investigative journalism, you know, like we can't figure out, um, you know, like we can't name anybody in Epstein's little black book. But the investigative journalism network of the entire United States mainstream media was mobilized to find the name of that kid and his mom. And they went they worked obviously all day because I think it was dark when they interviewed her. And so here's the clip. And pay attention to what's happening here. Oh, what a great... I'm what responsible a great- for him. Oh no. And
4: I told him to wear that mask. And Governor DeSantis, and he's looking at this adult authority and is telling him, oh, you didn't have to wear the mask.
3: What was your reaction when you heard the governor tell you and your classmates, remove your masks? Um, a bit of surprise and shock. More of, okay, this authority, author, this authority figure
0: is asking me to do something... That I know it's probably going to end up being controversial,
3: so right. I took mine off. Did you feel pressure by the governor to do that?
0: Mm. Um, he scared his mom. It was more of a <laughs>
3: pressure of an adult figure asking me to do something, and it's just like, all right, why not?
4: It's just shocking that the governor told these kids take off your mask. It, it, he pretty much said, take off your mask is stupid and take off your mask, your parents don't matter. Even though I'm I'm telling you, parents matter. And he's telling my minor child to take off his mask. He's putting us at risk. So, uh, oh yeah, to- I was upset, very upset.
0: Well, the first observation, obviously, Sheila, is why isn't mama wearing her mask? Uh, Thank you. She,
1: she's at a higher she risk. She doesn't think they work. It's a political symbol.
0: Absolutely. And he wasn't ordered to take off his mask. DeSantis clearly said, it's your choice. That's what we love about uh, Republicans, the true Republicans, freedom of choice. And third, the kid should have kept that bloody mask off because the way he was sounding in that interview, he reminded me of Mushmouth from Fat Albert and the Cosby Kids. Remember that character? You can barely hear what he's saying, right?
1: Well, and you can tell that he is scared to death of saying the wrong thing with his mom standing right there and the TV cameras there. Like she's like this far away from his face. She's got no mask on. He's talking and she's like this. And and Sheila, just, wh- you know, like he's worried like she's she's going to murder me if I say the wrong thing. And if I don't say that I was intimidated by DeSantis. There's intimidation happening in that household, but it's from mum, I think.
0: And Sheila, I have no doubt that the reporter and the cameraman and the sound person were wearing masks. Uh, Oh, for sure. I'm absolutely sure of that. Outside. But why didn't didn't they ask her the question, albeit a slightly impolite, ma'am, if you really feel that way about masks, why aren't you wearing a mask? Because statistically, you're in a far- a bigger risk group than your young Looking healthy son at
1: her kid making sure he says the right thing
0: not social distancing either by the way
1: <laughs> this was what the brain trust of the american media spent their day on yesterday <laughs>
0: So many layers of hypocrisy there in that one little clip, Sheila. But uh, yeah, they all
1: hate Fox News, but Fox News will never go away as long as they keep acting that way.
0: Wow. Well, you know what? I'll tell you, I think if you were to poll Americans on what Governor DeSantis said yesterday, uh, he comes out a winner. Uh, And we see that even in the enclaves of uh, Democrat states. I go back to last month's Super Bowl, Sheila. Over 70,000 people in SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles to see the Rams take on the Bengals. Almost everybody was not wearing a mask. There was no social distancing. It was standing room only. Have we heard about Los Angeles becoming a super spreader event? So why was that okay to watch a Super Bowl like that? And yet the next day on uh, Monday, the, the kids had to go to uh, elementary schools wearing masks. It, it,
1: I don't get it. Have we heard about Ottawa being a super spreader event, by the way? No. Street parties everywhere. <laughs> just people sharing food, hanging out, high-fiving, hugging, dancing, yep. sharing hot tubs, which is gross, sitting in a pool of somebody else's filth. Um a tepid pool of somebody else's filth, you know, if things, if there were diseases to be exchanged, it would happen in there. And I'm just not seeing it.
0: Okay. First of all, you insulted my brown suit. Now you're insulting the (laughs) the hot tub, which on the day before Valentine's in 1988 is where I met the future lady menzoid in a hot tub at the fitness facility. How do you like that?
1: You know what? (laughs) That's a fateful day. I'm sure for you, but also for her too. (laughs) She really took one for the team back then. So thank you, (laughs) Lady Menzies.
0: Yes, she met her future husband in this cauldron of filth and hot water.
1: (laughs) And it's been a cauldron of filth and hot water ever since It surely has (laughs) been, I got to tell you. (laughs) Okay, let's get to uh, a more serious uh, news before we run out of time because we only have um, about uh, 15 minutes left in the show. Technically speaking. I'm and really surely
0: honest. we have some chats we have to get to as well, right?
1: I didn't even look, but I'm sure we do. And if we <laughs> okay. don't send them now, uh, Rumble, Odyssey and Super U if you want to send us a paid chat. So um, breaking news happened yesterday, sort of late in the afternoon in Al- Alberta time. Pastor Art Poloski's brother, David Dawood, was taken into custody by police Wednesday afternoon. Um, he was stopped in what appeared to be a routine commercial Uh, vehicle stop which is not routine at all on a wednesday afternoon but anyway and he doesn't exactly have a commercial vehicle he's in the church van but they pulled him over saying they were checking for commercial vehicles he was wise enough to flip on his facebook live and broadcast the whole thing so we do have a clip of what happened there were multiple police officers showed up he says that they checked him for alcohol which uh of course i mean it's wednesday afternoon um and he was out and about in the church van. Um, So he wasn't drinking. Um, However, they uh, did say that he was being picked up on breach of, I think, conditions. And he is on probation for um, technically it is uh, um, contempt of a court order. And that was the court order... uh, that uh, locked the church and required inspection of the church. Um, and they were found guilty of contempt of that uh, late last year. And so I'm not sure what conditions he breached by being out and about, driving around, but they hauled him off to jail where his brother is still in jail, Pastor Art Pulowski, He's going on, I think, three weeks in jail now for the crime of... they. He's the only person charged with... Uh, under the critical infrastructure protection law here in Alberta. And that's designed to stop people from setting fire to our railway tracks <laughs> or or blowing up a pipeline. It's not designed to uh, arrest prickly pastors for going down to the Coots border blockade and giving a sermon, which is what he's in trouble for. He was charged, the only person ever charged under that law, None of the people who did the blockading were even charged under that law. He was charged because he went there to give a servant and they won't let him out now. And so it, David was taken into custody. It sounds like his, he's been released or will be released, but um, Adam Sof's, uh will have an update with Sarah Miller, Art and David's longtime, hardworking, excellent lawyer um, from JSS Barristers. And if people want to support uh, David and Art in their battle for free speech and religious freedom in the times of COVID um, and, and it's funny because everything's reopening and they're still being persecuted um, you can go to saveArter.com and maybe we have a clip of uh, the arrest which I should have called for sooner I'm sorry
3: <laughs> coming up hello everyone here I am again uh supposedly was stopped for a check stop uh but it's very weird i've been waiting already for for quite a while i saw them make some phone calls i was stopped by police and sheriffs there is a check stop here okay okay sir yes. uh, do you just want to go ahead and move What's going on? Um, once you go ahead and move the vehicle over to the no, side, we have to get you to turn it off. Okay, okay what's going on? guys? us uh, explain everything to you, minute.
4: Yeah. Just turn your truck off, please.
3: Okay, what's going on? We'll
0: explain it to you. Please turn your truck off.
3: What, what did I do?
0: We'll explain everything Sorry. in a minute. Please turn your truck off. Okay. Can I okay?
3: can I pull over and somebody, okay. can, turn your truck and off somebody can pick up the truck? Is yeah, that we'll okay? Yeah,
0: we'll deal with all that in a moment, okay?
3: We got sufficient yeah. lighting well, obviously next. you want to arrest me, right? So can I just pull over so that my nephew can pick up the church vehicle? Guys, this is a church vehicle. Come on, guys. Yeah. We'll like, get you to move the vehicle over to the side. After that, turn off the key okay. and then we'll explain everything over to you, okay? Okay. okay. So as you see, they're arresting me. I have no idea what charges, what's going on, but... Uh okay, sir, so turn
0: off. Yeah. Okay, thanks for that. Okay, so okay. right now, as it stands, um, you're under arrest for Form 7 unendorsed warrant, okay? For what? For a Form 7 unendorsed warrant.
3: What is that?
0: Uh, it's uh, just breaching condition, so I just need you to step out of the vehicle, okay? So you are under arrest we need you to exit the vehicle, please,
3: okay? Okay, everyone. May God bless you and keep you. The harassment in Canada is continuing.
0: You know, Sheila, the first thing that jumped out at me were those three stooges with the Calgary Police Service, one fully masked, one with a mask below his nose, and one with no mask at all. So somebody's breaking some kind of a procedural rule in terms of the uh, masking regulations. But this is despicable, uh, Sheila. Again, it's, it seems to me that the Calgary Police Service is subscribing to the 2002 Minority Report film, they have a pre-crimes unit. He hasn't committed any crime. I don't think he was speeding or anything like that. And even if he was, you wouldn't be asked to step out of a vehicle. And what was, he was driving a church vehicle. So presumably, maybe he wasn't even going to the coots border, but he was going downtown to feed the homeless, which, of course, is another bogus crime. Sheila, here's the thing. I've asked you this question a couple of times whenever we talk about the Pawlowskis, and I think you bring insight to it because you live in the province. What is Jason Kenny thinking? I mean, I could see this happening under Rachel Notley, but... The way I would imagine the base of Kenny would react to this kind of outrageous and egregious harassment of these brothers uh, must be off the charts negative. So what is he thinking, especially going into an election year?
1: I have no idea. Now, I think a lot of this is being uh, Alberta Health Services has a vendetta, but the buck stops with Jason Kenny. Exactly. He's the premier. So it stops with the health minister. Jason Copping it also starts with or it stops with Jason Kenny but the Calgary City Police have had a a vendetta against Pastor Art for I think we're approaching two decades Um, he was first arrested for reading the Bible in public oh Um, throw away the key (laughs) exactly so they have abused every bylaw every loophole they can to shut pastor art up now you can agree with him you can disagree with him you can have theological disputes you might not like his style but feeding the homeless is a virtuous thing to do it's not a crime here in alberta opening your doors to give comfort and sanctuary to people who are devastated and hurting by the lockdown that's the right thing to do it's not something you throw people in jail for for going to give moral support to people who are making a stand for freedom again a virtue not a crime and yet these men are persecuted over and over and over again and i have heard nothing from the premier even when another judge found that the gag order issued to these men when they were found guilty of contempt that said that they could not give their own opinion about the lockdown before they gave the government and I guess Pfizer's opinion about the lockdown. He, this man of great religious freedom advocacy, Jason Kenney, he never said a word. He didn't even say, you know what? That is a bridge too far. He never said a single word, even after it was overturned. I can't understand why he wouldn't want to do it before, because you don't want to be perceived to be meddling in the judicial process. But after it's being overturned, you never said anything then? Give me a break. I, I hope that there are, I hope that Brian Jean, who is gunning for the premier's job, because the premier is coming up On a leadership review in April, Brian Jean wants that job. He's running for the UCP on an anti-Jason Kenney platform in Fort McMurray. I hope that Brian Jean, if he's smart, and I think he's got smart people around him, there are plenty of pastors being arrested, images that would make one heck of a campaign ad. uh, If you want to campaign against jason kenny and all you have to do is couple that with every time jason kenny stood up and gave a speech about religious freedom
0: and and so many in alberta inexplicably i thought that'd be the last province where you'd see a
1: g-head against tim stevens uh, yeah james coates yeah the poloskis it's over and over yep. and over again harassing the churches christians meeting a, In the shadows, because they're scared of the state that happened in Jason Kenney's Alberta, the guy who couldn't shut his mouth about how Christians were treated in China.
0: You know, Sheila, sometimes I really don't recognize our country anymore. You would think that the Pawlowskis, over years of going downtown on their own dime and their own time, feeding the homeless, you would think they would be shortlisted uh, for key to the city. Uh, Instead, they're harassed. There's a vendetta. They're jailed. And on the flip side, we have our own homegrown Al-Qaeda terrorist, Omar Khadr. He gets a $10.5 million paycheck for hurt feelings. Um, and yet, look at his odious record, killing a U.S. serviceman and blinding, partially blinding another. How do you make sense of this?
1: Pastor Art's politics are wrong. He yeah. opposed the left-wing mayor, Nahid Nenshi. The new mayor also doesn't like him. He opposes Jason Kenny. His politics are wrong, so he's not entitled to justice. Um, and, and that's really what it comes down to. You don't get justice if you are on the wrong side of political leadership. We've seen it time and wow. time again, especially during COVID in some of the larger cases.
0: Right? So true.
1: Uh, now, uh, again, if people want to help, the Poloskis, um, because boy, they need it. They're up against the full force of the state. Uh, they can go to savearter.com None of that money goes to Art, none of it comes to Rebel News, none of it goes to David, it goes directly to the Democracy Fund to fund their legal defense, and you will get a charitable tax receipt for it because the Democracy Fund is a registered Canadian charity that works to advance civil liberties of all Canadians, including Canada's persecuted pastors.
0: Speaking of civil liberties, Sheila, where is the Canadian Civil Liberties Association on this? Or are they still obsessed with getting prisoners, including violent and sexual offenders, out of jails so that, well, presumably, um, A, there'll be more uh, opportunity for social distancing and also to put COVID violators, such as Adam Skelly, for opening a restaurant, God forbid, into jail. Um, But they have been despicably absent in the last two years in terms of defending civil liberties wouldn't you say
1: i'm doing my best not to have a resting mean face every time somebody (laughs) brings those people up but they've only shown up to the game yeah if they weren't trying to get sex offenders out they've only shown up to the game only recently uh Because the convoy took a global stage, the Convoy for Freedom to Ottawa, and the crackdown on protesters there ended up under the global microscope. And so they sashay up like they haven't been anywhere in two years defending peaceful protesters, churches. Uh, We saw peaceful protesters arrested in Toronto. Where were they? Nowhere to be found. Um, Churches being closed and then seized by the state civil liberties people nowhere to be found um but they show up finally because the world is looking at what's yeah. happening in ottawa and they're like oh we maybe better issue a statement <laughs> and then they end up on fox news and i'm like what the heck have you yeah a-holes been for two years an entire civil liberties charity was created from the ground up, the Democracy Fund, because the existing civil liberties organizations weren't doing a damn thing. And we're, where were they when people were getting ticketed for going to church? Nowhere. And But then all of a sudden when they're like, oh, well, we can get the whole world looking at us like we're some kind of freedom fighters. Then they show up and issue a statement. Well, thank you for nothing. Thanks for nothing. You've done nothing for two years. You people are the worst. And I hope you're watching.
0: I'd love to track down Michael Bryant, uh, although I would never do so on my bicycle. Of course, that might be a life ending event. Uh, You'd end up
1: like (laughs) Tristan Hopper's (laughs) raccoon.
0: (laughs) And this is the civil liberties guru. Can you imagine? (laughs) Oh, you can't write this stuff. I'm sure we have some chat, Sheila. So shall we get to that?
1: I've got no, can you tell I have no patience for the Canadian civil liberties organizations whatsoever? The ones that are on, in BC, they're on the take from Trudeau. So, how are you going to hold him to account? Like, they're literally on the take from Trudeau. Anyway.
0: Well, you almost dropped the A bomb. Uh, you used an abbreviated version of that. I've never seen you do that, Sheila. So, this must really be uh, getting under your skin.
1: Yeah, because they're just a bunch of spotlight burglars and no. <laughs> Spot- That's what they showed up for. They're just like, oh, look at us. We're fighting for freedom. And it's like, what did you do, send a strongly worded letter when everybody else has been engaging in litigation, fundraising, helping people whose lives have been ruined by tickets? Like, we're dealing with people who are getting $5,000 quarantine tickets democracy funds trying to help them, $5,000 to a struggling family could destroy it, lead to divorce. Divorce is bad for kids. It causes, you know, it ups their chance of, you know, drug abuse and going to prison. Like if you come from a divorced family, it just, uh, it just raises that instance where your life just could possibly fall apart. But so to stop it by fighting that ticket, you're, you're stopping a cascade of, of social events that could Mm -hmm. be horrible for that family where was the civil liberties organization any at any point during the pandemic except for advocating for prisoners who weren't pastors
0: it is unbelievable. And I remember going back some two years ago, Sheila, when the Canadian Civil Liberties Association issued a statement that we're going to be watching what governments and yeah, they did a lot of watching. Do. And if there's any shenanigans, literally all
1: they did. Yeah.
0: Oh, but but they, they said if there's any shenanigans, we are going to issue a very terse Press release. Oh, please, I scare easy. Don't issue a terse press release. (laughs) So useless.
1: In the meantime, us, JCCF, uh, Canadian Constitutional Foundation, were actively, well, not us, but Democracy Fund, actively engaged in litigation. And before the Democracy Fund was created, it was just us fighting tickets through Fight the Fines before we moved that over to the Democracy Fund. Where were they? They didn't do anything, and then they see people get stomped with horses, and they're like, "Right, (laughs) now is our chance to I don't know get on Fox News." Where were you? You know, two years of litigation, you guys didn't show up once.
0: Incredible.
1: Anyway, let's get to some of these chats. I can talk about how awful those people are forever. (laughs) it's worse than useless right like hmm. people a lot of people are useless these people are awful they didn't do anything until they could get noticed for doing well next to nothing
0: and they're getting paid to be useless
1: yeah yeah uh sarcasm is not hate speech gives us two bucks says Trudeau and Biden are tyrants hmm. I'm not arguing um <laughs> Paul Otto Newman gives us five bucks Biden's Building a better America is made in China knockoff of Trump's make America great again slogan. Yeah, you know, I was watching that and I was like, wait, is this is this make America great again? Because they just gave that like buy America, build America, make in America, American manufacturing. That's that's a Trump policy, but they just rebranded it. And the Democrats who said that was uh, protectionism and xenophobia were like, Oh, sorry, as Nancy Pelosi did. <laughs> yeah.
0: And check out the unfortunate acronym. We've gone from MAGA to BABA, as in what? Baba Boo-y?
1: No, that's a, that's a tip of the hat to Ukrainian grandmothers. <laughs> um, Becca Henderson gives us a buck. Is it me or does Kamala? Did I say that right? Is Kamala Kamala? I don't know. What, what is it? I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> Seemed completely drunk in this clip, and then she links to the clip. Can we show that clip? She hammered. Because as we all know, elections matter.
2: And when folks vote, they order what they want. And in this case, they got what they asked for. <laughs>
3: Oh, yeah. That's, I went off script a little bit. <laughs> we did it. We did it, Joe. Wow. Yeah, He's
1: they... ordering more shooters at Dueling Pianos for sure. I'm like, you wanted, you asked for it. A round of apple pies. She's
0: it. she's <laughs> so happy with herself. It's like she just delivered uh, the Gettysburg Address for the next generation. <laughs> you know. <laughs> it's unbelievable. <He's> <laughs>
1: Uh, they're like Freeland, <laughs> where they think they're just more incredible than they are. Like Freeland thinks she's a target of the KGB. They don't need to target her. She's She'll ruin herself on her own. Um, Timothy Robert Salzman, 10 libraries. Pretty sure I wouldn't want to be Jason Kenney with his persecution of Christian pastors. For we know him who said, vengeance is mine, I will repay. Hebrews 10.30. Yes. Uh, see broad arrow gives us five bucks it's more than just neo-nazi it's the slogan and colors of stepan banderas u-o-n-b who were responsible for genocide of the jews in ukraine yeah the black and red stands for blood and soil or soil and blood i guess um which is a pretty nazi slogan um so i mean again I understand if the layperson doesn't know these things and you're in a crowd with people holding up uh, Cyrillic letters and you don't know what it says, but you know that you're anti-invasion. I get it. But Freeland, it, like she wears her Ukrainian heritage um, like a force field against yeah. criticism and she makes herself an expert in these matters and she was our foreign affairs minister and she fancies herself to be some sort of European politics guru and so how did she not know that plus again she also calls everybody else a neo-nazi you might want to know about the neo-nazis in your own cultural backyard
0: yeah, you know, maybe the Ottawa Senators Hockey Club might want to rethink their uniform colors of black and red. And and Sheila, for that matter, I noticed you're wearing black and red today.
1: <laughs> what are you trying to say? I'm not saying anything. This is the this is my cultural uniform of northeastern Alberta. <laughs> okay. um, and I don't get upset when uh, Efron appropriates it. I'm happy oh, yes. to see him. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Becca Henderson gives us a buck. The fact that everyone was angry about the racist symbols at the convoy by a random guy—we're still investigating that, yeah. by the way. Just so you know, but no outrage about Freeland shows they never cared about the symbols. They only wanted to gaslight the convoy. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. The media was happy to help. The media are, are, were the architects of it. the liberals quarterbacked it the media were the architects
0: and they never stopped talking about it and i spent several days in ottawa during that freedom convoy and the hatred that i saw oh um oh i don't know singing oh canada dancing in the streets to twisted sisters we're not going to take it anymore if that's your version of a hate fest well i don't know what a peaceful protest is anymore sheila
1: I I see these like counter protests popping up sometimes at the Edmonton protest where they're like four people show up (laughs) and they hold signs that say hate has no home here. Like, what are you what are you getting at? And so where is there a home where hate is like? I I just don't understand. Like, it's just they they've been so these people are so weaponized by the things they hear on TV that they think that thousands of their Canadian neighbors are neo-Nazis. Yeah. I, what a terrible way to have to go through your day
0: sheila it's indoctrination at so many levels and whether it's a political ideology such as marxism or uh madison avenue selling uh beer with advertising campaigns as the saying goes get them young get them forever
1: yep that's true uh Mick 3 ca gives us a buck says atms are being removed fast um the end of ATMs in Australia, thousands of cash machines are removed across the country as banks go digital. What? Uh, well, who takes out cash anymore?
0: Oh, I do. I got a bullet bulging with cash just in case, folks. Not that I'm rich or anything.
1: <laughs> <laughs> takes it all out in fives. <laughs>
0: and I'll tell you why. You know, uh, former Mr. Producer Justin, there was a little localized blackout once. And all the kids right now, they they... Pay with their debit card, and I went into the subway, and it was amazing. There was these millennials, and they could only, it was a subway sandwich store, and they could only process transactions because there was no electricity available via cash. And let's cut to the ending of the story, Sheila. I was the only one that walked out of that sub store with a sandwich.
1: <laughs> I've seen uh, surfers try to do math in their heads sometimes. <laughs> And it is painful to watch. I'm like, you can't (laughs) even count up. Like nobody's even taught them how to count up when they're giving change. Like if someone gives you a 20 and the bill is 1650 well, you put down 50 cents and you've made it to 17 and then three more make 20. Right. Like they've never even taught, like been taught the cheats around handling cash. It's, I, it's Yeah, I worry about the future of our young people.
0: Sh- Sheila, I have a great anecdote about that. Back in the 80s, I went to a Blue Jays game, and I bought some concessions, and the total came to $5.10, and I gave the server... and 10 cents and she gave me back the dime. She said, Oh no, no, sir, it's only five ten. You don't have to give me the coin. I go, Well, I'm giving you the coin, so you can just give me $15 back. And she looked confused and she took out a notepad and she wrote $20.10, $5.10, 0 minus 0 is (laughs) 0. Not, and she goes, Oh, you're right. I can give you fifteen dollars uh, True story, folks, swear to God.
1: Wow. There are no life skills left. I know. Are there? <laughs> and I hope they don't get rid of all the ATMs because what am I going to do during garage sale season? I'm always <laughs> running around with a big stack of $5 bills in case I'm driving home and there's a garage sale and then I have to squawk my tires on the highway and go have a look.
0: I mean, the only other thing I can think of, true story, there's a TD bank in Richmond Hill on Young Street, and I went to it to use the uh, cash, the ATM on Saturday night. And I was greeted by locked doors with a sign saying, this ATM only functions during bank hours, which... So why do you need the ATM? Exactly. But I can tell—I know for certain, given the area, I know what the unspoken reason is, Sheila. It is homeless people going into this enclave and uh, perhaps doing their business, you know, sleeping there, whatever. So uh, they've just... Uh, but, but I mean, you're right. The purpose of an ATM is I can presumably show up at two in the morning and i get cash but not of this branch so weird
1: okie doke so Mick 3 ca reminds us to take his atm message seriously because if we let this happen everywhere along with the ending of bank tellers then how do we get cash we must stop evil tyrants from playing the social credit game
0: mm.
1: well david believes in cash lots of it i do <laughs> <laughs> Sarcasm is not hate speech gives us five bucks. Says, stay strong, patriots. We will win. The salt will flow. Hmm. Georgie Georgie gives us a buck. Rand Paul applauded the CCLA. That's the Canadian Civil Liberties Association for speaking up. He was saying the ACLU sucked. I tweeted him saying the CCLA sucked <laughs> for a long time. Pardon my language. I did pardon your language. I censored it a little bit.
0: <laughs> That's a lot of sucking.
1: <laughs> they are terrible. They are 100% awful. You're right, Georgie. Jurgi. You were right to have done that. Okay. Uh, Olivia no that's olivia our producer hoghead v2 20 bucks she rocks the truth who's that
0: is it me i presume it's you sheila
1: maybe i do uh (laughs) johnston 666 gives us 10 bucks david can you please go see patrick brown soon and catch him doing something illegal again the entertainment value is awesome
0: Thanks. Well, you know, it's funny you should say that, sir, because um, in today's Toronto Sun, guess what? Uh, There's a story about Patrick Brown. Brampton Mayor has had his fill on carbon tax. Oh, really now? Is this the same Brampton mayor who in 2017 was the head of the PC party of Ontario, whose first order of business becoming the leader of that party was to bring in uh, a motion to have an Ontario carbon tax. Isn't it amazing, Sheila? And you know, the journalist that wrote this, why didn't he query, Uh, Mayor Brown, his honor, his worship on that. Why didn't um, this particular journalist, whose name I shall not mention, say, well, Mr. Brown, why were you pro-carbon tax in 2017? And that was one of the things that led to his downfall in terms of the palace coup. And now in 2022, when we're nearing $2 a litre, uh, in a gasoline, maybe a super premium is out. That, is at that already. Suddenly he has his come to Jesus moment. And yeah, let's freeze the carbon tax. This guy, Sheila, that's not illegal changing your opinion. But like I said, um, Patrick Brown is the kind of guy, folks, that he'll spit in your face and tell you it's raining.
1: Well, and like it, this article... If you actually pay attention to what Patrick Brown said versus the headline of the article. Yeah. um, What he said was that he's not against the carbon tax. Just that now is not the right time to raise it. Not that we shouldn't raise it later or that we should get rid of it, which is the appropriate conservative position. We don't tax. uh, We don't add a tax to the necessity of life. You may as well be. Uh, even we recognize that with the GST, right? Like we don't tax certain food items, um, because of that, but this is a tax on existence and we shouldn't have that because of where we live and because of how useless it is. Um, but what Brown said wasn't that we should get rid of the carbon tax or that he's even against the carbon tax. He said, we shouldn't raise it right now.
0: Yeah. That's really different. And, the and, shocking, and yep.
1: his, he's being polished to be the next leader of the Conservative Party of Canada. Barf.
0: Um, Sheila, please tell me there's no possibility of that happening, because if that does Alberta happen... Alberta won't let it
1: happen. Well, Alberta won't let it happen. If it does happen,
0: uh, you will, I'm telling you, we will pine for the glory days of of Aaron O'Toole, <laughs> okay? But the uh, the fact of the matter is the April 1st uh, installment of the next level of carbon tax is going to go in. Justin Trudeau, the ideologue that he is, he's not going to even adopt that motion that even though we like carbon taxes in terms of reducing the carbon footprint and acquiescing to Greta Thunberg, now is not the time to do it. No, he won't do it. The gas is going to go up uh, even more with another uh, round of uh, carbon taxes. And And well, what can I say, Sheila? Remember, uh, income tax was a temporary measure to fund the First World War
1: more than a century later. (laughs) I also heard that someone would repeal the GST at some point if they ever got elected. I think the liberals made that promise at one point, too. Oh, yeah. Many, many years ago. Many, many years ago. Um, I'm old enough to remember my mom still ranting about that. Um, (laughs) I come by it honestly, people. I do. (laughs) Um, I think that's all or those are all the chats. Yes. And we're almost 20 minutes past the hour, Uh, right?
0: We are. So – Well, thank you to uh, Miss Producer, doing great work here. Um, Thank you to you, Sheila, and to all our viewers, especially those viewers that gave us uh, some uh, do-re-mi. We really depend on that. Tomorrow there'll be uh, another couple of rebels. Uh, Sheila and I will be back uh, next Tuesday. And in the meantime, folks, stay sane.
4: You know, it's hard to find, uh, it's hard to find these in in Florida. You gotta look, you gotta look hard. But, you know, if you you know where to look, you can find them. So I, I brought, I brought this, right? So, unfortunately, we have a country right now where most people, including, I mean, this is across, across the political spectrum, think that these things are saving lives. So, in medicine, in science, we have something called levels of evidence, okay? And we've got our high level evidence and lower levels of evidence. And our highest level of evidence are clinical trials. So to the doctors who tell you that these things save lives, ask them, ask them, you know, what what did the what did the two randomized clinical trials that we've done during the pandemic, what did they show? Ask them that when they tell you that these things save lives. One found nothing, zero benefit. The other found a small benefit, like a tiny benefit that's, you know, that's a little bit methodologically shaky. And by the way, none of them, none of them found a benefit in young people. Not a single one found a benefit in young people. That's the highest quality evidence. That's what it showed lower evidence is what the CDC likes to tout, you know, shaky studies, shaky methods, finding 80% reductions in infection. Give me a break. You know, I mean, come on, you know, nothing that we're seeing in this in this country justifies that kind of conclusion. So that's, that's what the evidence shows. And doctors who said that who said that these things are not going to save your life, you know, these things, these things aren't going to end the pandemic. These doctors, They got, you know, they've been kicked off of social media. Like, these are facts. They've had their licenses suspended, you know, because they they didn't think that their clinical practices needed to do that. I mean, that's crazy. Good doctors who were brave enough to say what the science showed got punished. And that's happening, and it's still happening, where people are still holding up the illusion that these things save lives. These things are not saving lives.